Welcome to IFAS's Dialogues on Democracy, and thanks for listening. I'm Lawrence Green, Multimedia Officer at IFAS. I'd like to welcome Jessica Huber, IFAS's Senior Gender Specialist. Jessica recently visited Port-au-Prince, Haiti. So Jessica, tell us about your recent trip to Port-au-Prince, Haiti. I was recently invited to Port-au-Prince, Haiti by our COP, our chief of party there, Alessandro Rossi, to attend the launch of the Election Commission's National Gender and Election Strategy in Haiti. Can you describe some of the goals of the National Gender and Election Strategy? Haiti's National Gender and Election Strategy is part of a broader process to include gender equality and women's empowerment programming in our work with the Electoral Commission in Haiti. Our program there said, you know, what are the concerns that we have related to gender equality and how can we inject programs that focus on advancing gender equality and women's empowerment in our programming. And so we worked with the Election Commission there from the start to say, where are the gaps? Where do we need more attention to detail? And the answer really was a willingness and and a spirit from the Election Commission in Haiti to say, we'd like to do a better job in every aspect of the work that we're doing when it comes to gender equality and women's empowerment in the electoral cycle in Haiti. And so that really gave birth to the idea of the national gender and election strategy. We knew in broad strokes that we wanted to look at all aspects of the election cycle, but what the staff did on the ground there from both the election commission and from IFAS is they moved around to all the municipalities in Haiti to ask a range of stakeholders from women's organizations and associations to election commissioners at a local level, to local officials and politicians to say, why is this important and what is it that you'd like to see? And this strategy really is the culmination of that effort. And it includes a number of important pieces. It starts out with looking at the electoral legal framework, and it says there's a constitutional mandate for a 30% gender quota. So what is the CEP, the election management body in Haiti, doing to make sure that we're realizing that constitutional mandate of a 30% gender quota, meaning that one gender has to be represented at at least 30% so that we have strong representation of both genders in all aspects of government. And so the CEP itself actually has achieved that mandate with its election commissioners, 30% are women. It then goes into election management and looking at, well, how do we know that the elections are managed in a way that promotes gender equality and women's empowerment? It looks at the different power and decision-making mechanisms to make sure that women and men are represented in those different decision-making levels, whether that's at the national level or at the local level. It addresses the issue of women voters and says that we need to do things on two fronts. One is that women in Haiti, just like in many places around the world, say that they need more information, that they need to understand the election process better. And we know that because we do national surveys in places like Haiti and all around the world. And the data comes up consistently, as do conversations with women and women's groups that say, we want to know more about how the election cycle works. So information targeting those women and getting them more involved um, at the start of an election cycle is, is extremely important. But also, also equally important is reaching out to the broader community to say that men and women should be participating equally in the process, and that's an important part of outreach to all voters. The strategy looks at political parties and saying that you have a mandate related to the Constitution, but also more generally to say you are representing all of the people in Haiti, so what is it that you're doing to proactively engage women, especially in decision-making roles, is an important piece of that. It talks about engaging the media, and there I think it's really interesting to sort of have a progressive 
ask of the media to say you need to do a better job of covering men and women equally, of not sort of having biases towards women in a way that might be negative. And then I think the other piece that's equally important, though, is that women themselves as candidates and as people involved in decision-making roles in the electoral process need to proactively seek the media's attention and say, you need to hear about what I have to say I and mean, not to shrink away from it or say that's you know a, a role for somebody else, but really to seek that media engagement, I think, is critical to the success. And then finally, and I think probably most importantly, there's a significant piece on engaging violence against women in elections. And we know data shows us around the world that women candidates are repeatedly subjected to more violence and intimidation than male candidates. And indeed, even in this past election, we saw that some of the women that called into our hotline were saying, you know, we we are worried or, you know, there's some stones being thrown, et cetera. This is not unusual. The other piece that I think IFAS is very focused on related to violence against women in elections in particular is what happens outside of the public domain. So we may have women that are not participating in any aspect of the election process because they're intimidated inside their household or that they're not feeling that going outside and moving around and participating in politics is something that would be accepted by their by their family or their communities. And so that we want to address as well. And this strategy begins to take a look at how to do that. What were some of the concerns you heard at the launch of the National Gender and Election Strategy? The number one issue in terms of the questions and answering period with the election management body, the CEP, was women candidates saying we need public financing in order to run, in order to run credible campaigns. And this, again, is a universal theme that we hear at IFAS in almost every country where we're working, that political finance is a key piece of involving women in a significant way in elections and politics. And sure enough, this was the number one concern. There were several candidates in the room, several running even for for national office and president. We can see why this is hugely needed strategy, but it's also responding to a very real and present need, which is more support to empower women to participate in political office. And sure enough, this issue of public financing and needing more access to resources and capital was something that we were hearing a lot of on this day. 